Do you feel anxious when Christmas lights start appearing in your neighborhood every year? You're not alone. For some people, the holiday season brings with it not joy and cheer, but stress, loneliness, and sadness. For others, the holidays are a happy time spent reconnecting with family near and far, sharing great meals, engaging in cherished traditions, but not this year. This strange year, nothing about the holidays will be normal as many of us will be foregoing family visits, holiday parties, and other traditions. For some people, these changes will be hard to take. For others, they might be a welcome relief. I'm talking about the holiday blues. You've probably heard the term, and while there's no formal diagnosis of holiday blues, these feelings are quite real for some people. What exactly are the holiday blues? How might they be different this year? And for those of you who are sad at the thought of a holiday season unlike any other, what can you do to cope this year? Welcome to Speaking of Psychology, the flagship podcast of the American Psychological Association that examines the links between psychological science and everyday life. I'm Kim Mills. If you enjoy Speaking of Psychology, the conversation doesn't have to stop when the podcast is over. Get unlimited access to hundreds of videos about the latest in psychology for just one low price by registering for access to APA's 2020 virtual convention. Start with some of our selected videos featuring psychology's biggest names, discussing topics such as COVID-19, racism, and stigma, or let your curiosity take the lead and use our on-demand library to explore any topic. Go to convention.apa.org slash podcast. That's convention.apa.org slash podcast. My guest today is Dr. Elaine Rodino, a psychologist in private practice in State College, Pennsylvania. She's an APA fellow and a former president of APA's Division of Psychologists in Independent Practice. She's also had a longstanding interest in the holiday blues and has helped many of her patients with this issue over the years. Welcome to Speaking of Psychology, Dr. Rodino. Thank you. Good to be here. Uh, let's start with a broad definition. What are holiday blues? As I said earlier, there's no actual diagnosis, but is it a real condition and what are its hallmarks? Yes, it is a real condition, and I'm really glad you uh, uh, noted that it's not a diagnosable condition. Uh, so that it's a condition that usually appears around the holidays and then fades away sometime in January. Um, and what are they? What what are these feelings? Uh, it they could vary. For some people, it's a feeling of malaise. Uh, they just feel tired. They can't get to things. Other people, it's the traditional bah humbug attitude. They hate the holidays, can't wait until they're over, that kind of thing. And for some people, they're just stressed out. They're like just scattered all over the place and uh, just in a frenzy of uh, needing to do so many things. Uh, so however this affects People and for some people they don't have this at all, so it's not that you must have one of these conditions. Right, uh, and uh, you know, and again, it's good to know that they do fade away in January. How did you first become interested in this topic? Ah, <laughs> that's an interesting story. This this was way back when I was an intern in psychology um, at the Los Angeles Suicide Prevention Center which since that time has now been taken over by the D.D. Hirsch Mental Health Center in Los Angeles. Um, well, the center at that time was the very first 
Suicide Prevention Center. Uh, they are the um, leaders there were the ones that created the uh, programs for suicide and suicide hotlines. And the media would very actively um, come and talk with people, interview us. And that's actually how I also started doing work with media and get you know comfortable with working with the media. Well, they would come every holiday time and want to know, is it true more people commit suicide in December? And the response is no, they don't. It's not a higher suicide month. But what the gurus at the Suicide Prevention Center started to formulate was uh, and coined the term holiday blues, that there were these feelings of blues, but not a diagnosable depression or suicidalness. Why do you think that myth persists that there's there are more suicides around the holidays? It's, it is well, I think it's decreased over time uh, because I've been doing interviews about holiday blues since that time, and I have seen a decrease in. In fact, I haven't been asked that question in many years. So I think people are now focusing on holiday blues rather than suicide. Or they're reading the statistics and they see that it's not actually there, perhaps. Right. Um, so you've been a practitioner for a long time. And um, mm -hmm. is this something that you see commonly in your practice among your patients? Do you see an uptick in blues during the holidays? Well, I, I don't believe I have ever had anyone actually come to therapy because of holiday blues. But almost all my patients discuss it in their sessions. You know, during the holiday time, there's always conversations about how they're going to uh, get through the holidays, what they're doing, what the stresses are, um, how they're going to deal with getting together with family. And this year with the pandemic, it's, you know, totally, you know, another whole layer of issues going on. And by the way, there are fewer issues in some respects because many people are not doing face-to-face gatherings. So there's a reduction in some of the stress that goes on with that. So you're hearing that the people, for example, who are afraid to get together with, you know, Uncle Maury because we don't agree on politics, you're not going to see Uncle Maury this year. Absolutely. <laughs> but it still comes up because they're worried about Uncle Maury showing up on Zoom. <laughs> and <laughs> Don't give him the link. <laughs> Well, you can always somehow have a uh, technical malfunction and disconnect. <laughs> Sorry, I can't hear you. <laughs> well, who is most at risk of getting holiday blues? Well, I kind of see there can be some um, uh, what you may think of as bad reasons and you may think of other reasons as good reasons. Uh, I find most of the time... Uh, it's related to issues that happened to people earlier in their lives. Um, and under the bad category, the example would be having an alcoholic parent. Uh, often an alcoholic parent would have a way of just really um, ruining a holiday. You know, as the drinking goes on during the day, they may become hostile, aggressive, and somehow really make an ugly Christmas Day or Thanksgiving Day. Um, and, you know, or, you know, kind of the Uncle Maury stories. 
that uh, they remember. And that's why those kind of jokes persist, because they did happen. There could be some pretty hostile family arguments and people storming out. And, you know, I, I never heard of food fights, but, uh, you know, it, so and for children, it could be pretty uh, memorable in negative ways. So people may feel uncomfortable with holidays without even particularly remembering why, but they just are uncomfortable with it. Um, on the good side, uh, some people have early childhood memories of everything being so perfect. They had families, you know, maybe their uh, father decorated the house and it was the best, most lit up house in the whole neighborhood. Or, you know, their mother baked 300 cookies and wrapped them beautifully and delivered them to all the neighbors. Well, these then get taken on as traditions uh, and people feel they need to do that kind of special over-the-top uh, holiday. And, you know, so that can bring a lot of stress. It's the expectations of what they feel, either negative or mm -hmm. positive. So then for this year, I mean, the people who have those good memories, they, they may not be able to share them. And what what's going to happen to, to those folks? Well, yeah, well, see, even those good memories become problems because it adds to the stress that they feel that they need to follow in those traditions that their parents did. And I always advise people to start their own traditions, either, you know, as yourself or a family. Um, if people always just follow traditions, my favorite thing to say is, if we never changed and evolved, we would still be celebrating the way they did in the medieval times. Things would have <laughs> never changed. So clearly, people, you know, zig and zag and create new ways of doing things. So, and this year is, you know, a major change. Uh, so people do need to become creative and uh, think up new ways to celebrate. Do you have some strategies or uh, your clients asking you or just discussing well, what you might do yeah, instead? You know, I, what I would also advise is just Googling. Uh, ideas for pandemic holidays. And um, in fact, preparing for this interview, I Googled it to see what was there. And there are pages of ideas. So, you know, there's something for everyone. Hmm. Um, a survey that we did at APA quite a while ago, it was actually 2006, it found that women were more likely than men to report higher stress during the holidays. And I think we theorize that a lot of the work of preparing for these celebrations falls on, on women. Does this ring true for you? Is it your experience that women experience the holiday blues um, more severely or in greater numbers? I, yeah. And no, I, I don't, I, I don't think I can say statistically in greater numbers, but the issues are different. I think the men have more often been concerned about the Uncle Maury situations and the women more worried about the 300 cookies. <laughs> so, because, and that would be the doing more. Yeah. yeah. But, but the, you know, men also would be decorating the house to be the best in the neighborhood. <laughs> so for people who are feeling trepidation right now or looking f ahead to um, November and December, um, 
what would you advise people to do in order to cope, particularly if they're feeling stressed already? Well, one thing is realizing that it's time limited. Another is doing self-care things, you know, making sure you keep up with the usual self-care things that you do, you know, whether it's exercising, taking a warm bath, uh, just taking a break and reading a book. Uh, so there needs to be just some time that you just check out from the holiday stress part. So wearing your uh, therapist hat, um, what about people who were having the holiday blues and, and feel really bad? I mean, how do you know when you're slipping from just basic holiday blues that will go away into something that could be more serious or long-term? Yeah, and I think it is the two things. One is how dysfunctional is it making you during the holiday time? You know, are you just, you know, staying in bed, pulling the covers over your head, just waiting for the calendar pages to slip by? And then the other thing is how long does it last into January? Usually this starts fading first couple of weeks in January. So if people are still feeling that by, say, the second, third week of January, then they really should talk with a psychologist because there could be issues that really need to be sorted out and processed. Well, speaking of January, so the blues might go away, but then you've made some New Year's resolutions and maybe by the third or fourth week, uh. you know, you're, you're seeing, well, I can't go to the gym and it's really hard to work out at home. And, and I, you know, are, are people beating themselves up because they're not keeping the resolutions? Yeah, that, that's another whole <laughs> set of issues, right? The, uh, the, the uh, New Year resolutions, that's actually another podcast you can do. <laughs> oh, because <laughs> there are, you know, tips on, you know, making them reasonable and not have this kind of uh, magical thinking that you're going to become this different person on January 1st. Well, I think it would be good maybe to talk a little bit about that now, because then people can be prepared. You know, you start thinking about it in December, like, you know, that January 1st is coming. So what, what are realistic ways of preparing for trying to be better, say, in the new year, but not, not going over the top. Well, exactly the way you said it. I think it is good to think ahead and think, well, it's a new year, fresh start. Hopefully 2021 will be a better year. And, uh, you know, what do I want to accomplish? What do I want to do? And have it be reasonable. Because, you know, as I said before, you are still you. You know, don't think you're suddenly going to be the superhuman being capable of, you know, these grand things. You know, you're not going to do an Iron Man uh, kind of thing if you don't even take a hike. <laughs> <laughs> and what, what about you? Do you have some coping strategies that you're working on for this year? I think uh, just hoping that we can all get out and socialize again. <laughs> But in the meanwhile, in terms of coping strategies, I do a lot of video virtual meetings. You know, aside from my practice being totally virtual, I do socialize a lot. And I'm so surprised that I, I almost have to remind myself that I'm not meeting people in person. So it's really helpful. Yeah, yeah. So that's a, a good thing to keep in mind, I think, as we get toward Christmas and you can't go see the grandchildren, but you can Zoom with them. Right. That's right. 
Well, this has been very helpful. Um, I hope that uh, a couple of these tips will make people feel better as we get into the holiday season. So I want to thank you for joining us today, Dr. Rodino. Thank you. You can find previous episodes of Speaking of Psychology on our website at www.speakingofpsychology.org or wherever you get your podcasts. If you have comments or ideas for future podcasts, email us at speakingofpsychology at apa.org. Speaking of Psychology is produced by Lee Weinerman. Our sound editor is Chris Condayan. Thank you for listening. For the American Psychological Association, I'm Kim Mills.